Get the Toyota forklift advantage. Visit toyotamaterialhandling.com.au. Cannot wait for our interview with Tim Zhu. Uh, hot off a massive win coming up very shortly. Loads to ask him, MG. We'll get into that. Uh, Adam Rosenbachs will be flying by. We're going to talk about weird injuries. There was a guy who injured himself celebrating a wicket. And yeah, the South Africans. He, he, he <laughs> done his Achilles. <laughs> talk about making a dick of yourself. That'll be one. Uh, vinyl is out selling CD. We'll get to that. We've got a crime report. But let's open the hour with a bit of Oscars chat coming off last night's Oscars, and we'll get to a fully blown report from the great MG in OMG MG in just a moment. <laughs> but I thought I'd start with just a couple of the headlines, guys. Mm. Um, uh, well, the big story had to be the absence of Will Smith. Yeah. And luckiest man in Hollywood to, to, be, <laughs> to, to be told not to come to the Oscars. <laughs> I mean, Extend my band, if I may, please, for another ten years. I find them long. I find them hard. They they know what they wade into this every year, um, but they never correct it. It goes for three hours. Uh, so Too Will long. Smith was the talking point. Jimmy Kimmel addressed it at the front. He had some very good material. Let's have a listen. And most importantly, we want me to feel safe. So. We have strict policies in place. If anyone in this theater commits an act of violence at any point during the show, you will be awarded the Oscar for Best Actor (laughs) and permitted to give a 19-minute long speech. (laughs) No, but seriously, the Academy has a crisis team in place. If anything unpredictable or violent happens during the ceremony, just do what you did last year. Nothing. (laughs) Sit there and do absolutely nothing. Maybe even give the assailant a hug. And if any of you get mad at a joke and decide you want to come up here and get jiggy with it, it's not going to be easy. There you go. And he addressed the, the same issue again when it came to the documentary, uh, best documentary category, which is where the slap went down last year. Our next category is documentary feature, which, as you may recall, is where we had that little skirmish last year. Hopefully this time it goes off without a hitch, or at least without hitch. <laughs> <laughs> One of the characters, of course, which yes. he played. Uh, the big talking point for the night, the absence of uh, the angry little man, Tom Cruise, uh, who could not be there, reckons he's been dudded in the past, couldn't mm. muscle up the energy to go, and, of course, that was addressed. Or at least, uh, I suppose, him and the film, the nomination for Top Gun Maverick. The movie that saved the movies. Everyone loved Top Gun. Everybody. I mean, Tom Cruise with his shirt off in that beach football scene, L. Ron Hubba Hubba, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Tom and James Cameron didn't show up tonight. The two guys who insisted we go to the theater didn't come to the theater. (laughs) Uh, That makes me laugh a lot, and of course that brings us to Avatar. They reckon he wasn't there uh, because he wasn't nominated for Best Director in Avatar, and as I've said before, I... Avatar, I don't mind it, but my one beef is where's the fatties? <laughs> where, are the, where are the fatties? You know what I mean? That's the whole point. Okay, so you've created this world of the future and everyone's fit. Just a, just a little fat, a little fat avatar, <laughs> as we pointed one. out, which is kind of just a smurf at the end of the day. Exactly. Speaking of fat, the whale one for best makeup and oh. hairstyling. 
Well, Man, that's a waste of money. I could have done that with just a couple of buckets of KFC. You know how I roll. <laughs> I'll save you. <laughs> I'll, I'll save you some budget on that. Plenty to come on Mick and MG in the morning. We have a great chat to Tim Zhu, who is celebrating his win for the Super Welterweight World title. Also, we hear some of the great freak accident stories after the story about the South African cricketer who ruptured his Achilles during his wicket celebration. From rugby league brawls to media scrums, from green grass stains to red carpet burns, from hit-ups to Hollywood. With the latest in entertainment news, it's OMG MG. OMG MG. Yeah, my right. day, one of my favourite days of the year, Mickey. Uh, my guilty pleasure is the Oscars. Last year, obviously, wow. sh- shrouded in controversy with uh, Will Smith. We're waiting for that man. to happen again. <laughs> waiting for it to happen again, but it never yeah. happened again. Um, I sat back with my popcorn, my choc top, which I ordered from Hoyt's on Uber Eats, um, and a glass of champagne. <laughs> and I sat there right, and I What, dissected. to go with the carpet? <laughs> what a joke. A you don't mess with the classics. It's a red carpet, you That's dicks. right. I want to run you through a few of my highlights from the Oscars yesterday. Sure. And I, I want to start with a, a moving tribute from, and it's the first time we've heard from John Travolta since the passing of his great mate and, and Aussie icon Olivia Newton-John. Each of them left an individual and a mark that 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 shared and informed us. They've touched our hearts. They've made us smile, and became dear friends. Who we will always remain hopelessly devoted to. Yeah, there wasn't a so that was, in the house. That was for the in memoriam package. Yes. Which yes. always makes me smile because I go <laughs> Well no, it's like a popularity contest for the dead. You know how they clap, they'll go, Olivia Newton John, everyone loses yeah, their yeah. mind. And then it'll yeah. be some assistant director and we go, Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Uh, then, yeah, yeah. Some, some guy from the fifties is good. Yeah, well, that's and, what, it happened then, yesterday. It happened. And then a guy who wrote uh, the uh, adapted screenplay for a documentary. <laughs> it's, it's so you know, you know, it goes from a really good applause to that Sheffield Shield applause. Yes, it's just like a or a golf clap. Yeah, there was an right, assistant. On. There was assistant set designer yesterday who kind of no one knew, and there was no clap. <laughs> Then Raquel yeah. Welsh come up, and everyone goes, woo, 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 woo. Like, well, uh, hubba, yeah, hubba. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> was Will Smith in the memoriam package? No? <laughs> he probably should have been. We okay. had Brendan Fraser, who has been through a bit of a you know rough trot uh, of late, and uh, he got yeah. the uh, the Best Actor Award for The Whale, and this is he what he had to say. So this is what the multiverse looks like. <laughs> okay, mate. Oh, my goodness. I thank the Academy for this honor and for our studio A24 for making such a bold film. And I'm grateful to Darren Aronofsky (laughs) for throwing me a creative lifeline and hauling me aboard the good ship, the whale. That'll do. (laughs) Sit down, Fatty. Sit down, mate. Sit down, Brendan. Lighthouse. Go and play Tarzan again, mate. Go and be George of the Jungle. Everything, Hang everywhere. on a second. Why is he going the blub all the time? Oh. It's so emotional. It's like, well, how can, if he's winning it for best actor, surely he he shouldn't have put on a fat suit. Like, Brando puts on 40 pounds. Other actors right. put on 40 pounds. If you've got to give the best actor award for playing a fatty, you may as well go out and do it. Yep. Stack I, it on, brother. I agree. 
Um, right. Everything, everywhere, all at once was the big winner yesterday, winning seven Oscars. No Aussies, no Elvis, no Baz, or no Kate Blanchett. Um, but the uh, directors and the writers of Everywhere, oh sorry, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, they call them the Daniels. It's Daniel Quine and Daniel Scheinert. Um, they kind of had about five or six speeches, and all of them went along the lines of this. And the Oscar goes to everything, everywhere. All at once. I never thought I would get to say this, so I say it with one voice with all these people. Thank you to the Academy. But this is for my dad, who, like so many immigrant parents, died young. He is so proud of me, not because of this, but because we made this movie with what he taught me to do, which is no person is more important than profits, and no one is more important what? than anyone else. Oh, disagree, Mike. These weirdos <laughs> right here supported me in doing that. Daniels, I don't know what to say. I love you guys. You just yeah. won Best Picture. Hang on. No person is more important than, than profit. profits. I disagree. That's an that. interesting thing to say to it's your not... son. Son, if I give you one thing in life, remember this. People are shit. Uh, money is good. Make sure you make a lot of money and don't care about people. Yeah, fi- finally. Finally. Oh. And I think we'll have a little bit of a, a to and fro here because Hugh Grant. Yeah, well, can I just say, up. Natasha Belling has joined us too, because <laughs> yeah, this she's, is, she's yeah. hot on this with you. What, well, she knows that she's, she, she's been on the other side. Of, she's been on the microphone side. So, And we've got completely bogged down in last night's Oscars, <laughs> I'm afraid, because we haven't got to the big one, which was uh, the big talking point is Hugh Grant's attitude on the red carpet, nay, champagne carpet. Uh, and uh, was it acceptable behaviour? What's your take on this MG before we get to Natasha? No, it wasn't, mate. I don't think it was. I think he was, if you're going to go to one of these things, avoid the wet, you should avoid the red carpet and don't even talk to people if you're not going to give him an answer like he gave. I know the questions from the, the lovely host may have been mundane, but come on, put a smile on. All right, you, let's have a listen, look, listen to the interview and we'll talk about it off the back. Hugh Grant, you are a veteran of the Oscars. And you've been here a few times. What's your favorite thing about coming to the Oscars? Um, Well, uh, (laughs) it's fascinating. It's uh, it's, uh, the whole of humanity is here. It's it's Vanity Fair. Oh, it's all about Vanity Fair. Yes, that's where we let loose and have a little bit of fun. Um, What are you most excited to see tonight? To see? Yeah, well, I know that you probably watched a few of the movies. Are you excited to see anybody win? Do you have your hopes up for anyone? Um, not, not, no, no one in particular. Okay, well, what are you wearing yeah. tonight, then? Just my suit. Your suit? Who yeah. made your suit? You didn't make it. Um, I can't remember. My tailor. That's okay. Yeah. Ta- shout out to the tailor. Yeah. Um, so tell me, what does it feel like to be in Glass Onion? It was such an amazing film. I really loved it. I love a thriller. How fun is it to shoot something like that? Well, I'm barely in it. I'm in it for about three seconds. Yeah, but still, you showed up and you had fun, right? Uh, almost. Okay, well, all right. he, he <laughs> okay. showed up and had fun, as opposed to <laughs> right now. Um, a series of inane questions that led him absolutely nowhere. He's well uh, within his rights. To treat them with the respect they deserve. Uh, Natasha Belling, you say no. 
Absolutely not. It's interesting. There's a lot of analogy. The journal he was speaking, well, I shouldn't say journal. The person asking the questions was a model called Ashley Graham. But apparently his reference, you know how he said, um, which was, I thought, quite interesting, Vanity Fair. Apparently he wasn't referring to the Oscars party. He was referring to an 1848 novel that is noted for its descriptions of the English elite gathering and gossiping. So he was taking the mickey out of the yeah. interviewer. But come no, he on. he wasn't. He was saying that's what he was looking forward to. Come on. Here he is. They're paid Man. a fortune to walk yeah, the red actors. carpet. If you don't want to walk the red carpet, you don't want to ask, answer those questions, don't walk the red carpet. That was my – why was that my favourite interview on the red carpet? <laughs> why is that the one I enjoy the most? And people plugging their films and doing their shows. You had a real guy responding to dopey questions. Oh, uh, yeah, you're, well, you're just, I don't care. Well, I, I, he's on my list. He's on my list. <laughs> oh, he's, yes. he's on but, my but list. The guy's he's quite a... capable of being entertaining in the right hands. Here he is uh, presenting an award on the night and doing a bloody good job of it. Uh, we're actually here to do two things. The first is to raise awareness about the vital importance of using a good moisturiser. <laughs> Andy has been wearing one every day for the last 29 years. I've never used one in my life. <laughs> Still stunning, uh, basically a scrotum. Referring to his own head. So the guy's got a sense of humour. He knows yeah. how to do it because he doesn't play ball with, <laughs> as you point out, a model who's been given a microphone hey. and been told to accost A-list celebrities as they go past. He's had a very, very bright past and colourful past. Yes. And good on you, Hugh Grant. You're an actor, Hugh Grant. Start acting, mate. Even on the red carpet. <laughs> Come on, just play along. That happened to me before where there was a, I'm not going to oh. name them, a high-profile no, Australian no. actor. I won't. And I was uh, at the actors and I was on no, the red no. carpet. Does, does, it rhyme, does it rhyme with Curthington? <laughs> Maybe. And then arrived on the red carpet with his new partner and then refused. Wrong with Kingle. <laughs> Thanks for the support, as always, team. And what happened? And then I was asking the questions, and I'm not a gutter journal. I'm not going to ask inappropriate questions. But if you do not want to talk about your relationship, don't go on the red carpet with your new partner. You can handle it. I just was asking, you know, is he excited? He was very upset that I was asking anything to do with his new partner. Who's on top? (laughs) Des. Does he go off like a firecracker? I did not ask any of those questions. Oh, I'm just thinking they're, it's, it's the same as the actors that turn up to those junkets and they're in a bad mood. Seriously, suck it up. You paid a fortune. That's part Jeez. of the deal. Oh, right, and you're right, really so lucky. Oh, wow. Hey, 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 we need the orchestra to play her off. <laughs> there it is. Thank you, Natasha Miller. Oh, off she goes. Uh, off into the darling. news booth. Bye-bye. <laughs> Triple M, rock, sport, comedy is the motto, and rock is a big part of that. And that's why this story is so important. Uh, I can't believe it. It's like back to the future, but sales of vinyl albums have overtaken CDs for the first time since the late 80s, and I, for one, am bloody happy about that. How good. Yeah, it is. For the first time since 1987, unit sales of vinyl albums outpaced those of CDs, Vindicating all the people who've spent decades of their lives 
talking about how vinyl just sounds better. Now, there's some of our listeners out there going, what's a CD? Um, I still listen to CDs, I've got to say. I've got uh, my place uh, down the coast has just got big stacks of CDs. Because uh, you need an album experience. I don't care what you say. You can have your playlists. You can have your stupid whatever it is. Yeah. You, you need to listen to an album. You couldn't need to listen agree, to album couldn't agree tracks. More. Could not they agree were crafted more. like that. That's the way they should be listened to. Our question today, do you remember the first album you ever bought? Mm. Um, I do. I remember the first album I ever shoplifted from Brushes. Oh. Um, but I can go back even further than that. I'll give you the first single I ever bought. And one triple three five three. we want to know your first album you ever bought. This will be fascinating from our listeners. Uh, but when I lived in Canberra, I went to a trash and treasure market and they just had a big table and on it was a big pile of singles. And mum let me buy one for about three cents. I took it home. I put it on. It was the Doors Riders of oh, the Storm. Riders I love that song so much. I used to play it nonstop all day. My mum used to hide it in different parts of the house, <laughs> above the fridge, in a top cupboard, and I would find it and play it again. And I loved it so much. First album, first album, Living in the 70s. Uh, again, I was in Canberra and went walked past. That's it. This is the album that made Michael Gadinsky's Mushroom Records uh, dynasty, the big powerhouse album he, he had hits before that but it was really uh living in the 70s that took him to the next level mg i'm going to ask you what was the album um growing up i had my mum and dad loved the music elvis beach boys jan and dean um the righteous brothers but when i had enough money to buy my own uh lp i i went for in excess when i was about 16 the swing it's a swing. The swing. Like yeah, the swing. Love Very it. early doors. I remember seeing them live for the first time when I was 17 years. Yep. Fake ID into the Pier Hotel, Frankston. It was all over, over. Cat? My. Okay, given that I yeah, was here, here in the, it was the 90s before I could afford my. And let's remember, album. you're a DJ and yeah, for a top, <laughs> yeah. ra- top yes, uh, radio station. Be so this will be good. Yep. My first album was 100% Hits Volume. One, which happened to oh, feature this God. wonderful song. Oh, gosh. <laughs> well, the first compilation album I ever bought was, it was like Ripper, like oh. 1976, which was written on a girl's bottom. Yes. She, 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 had, she had Daisy Duke shorts on That's and they'd right. ripped out off, off one of her buttocks and they wrote the track lists on her. I remember that. On her bottom. All right, Natasha Belling's oh, jaw has dropped yet again. Here we go. This will be good. How nerdy yeah. can this get? <laughs> First ever album, Natasha uh, Belling. Can we Let's have a, go. Can we have a guess before you go? I think it would be The Carpenters or something like that. Oh, <laughs> human nature. Have you guys finished? Human nature. Is it human nature? The best of oingo, young talent oingo. time. Oh, I, did love, I did love Danny Minogue. Oingo boingo. <laughs> Thompson Twins. Chocolate starfish. (laughs) (laughs) It was Faith by George Michael. Oh, my God. And you thought he was was hot and you didn't know he was gay, did you? No. (laughs) I thought he was super hot and I just finished And you were half a chance? (laughs) He didn't return my phone calls. (laughs) Craig's on the line. Craig, what was the first album you ever bought? 
My grandmother gave me found and I went and bought Kings of the Wild Frontier by Adam and the Ants. Adam oh. and the Ants! Goody, goody, two-shoes. Mate, why did you do this? What, what did your grandmother give you? She gave you money for your Five first pounds. album. Five pounds. Five pounds, and out you went. And the first single was, um, oh, I can't remember my first single. Okay. That's all right. We'll take that. Uh, and I'm guessing you're happy with your purchase. Adam and the Ants stood the it. test of time. Still well done, Craig. It. Thanks, mate. Kristen, uh, first album, please. Hey there. Yeah, my first album was Nirvana's Nevermind. Oh, that's a beauty. <laughs> Not a bad first one, Dal. That oh, is an all-time it was a classic. Brilliant choice. Uh, possibly in the conversation for the greatest album of all yeah. time. Well done, Kristen. Uh, Mick, uh, what was the album, please? Yeah, hey guys, how you going? Good, Mickey. Good. Uh, first album, I bought a cassette. Uh, it was called Feel the Heat by The Radiators. The Radiators. It's very good. That's the one. A very good Australian band. Uh, well done, Mick from the Gong. Gavin's on the line. What was the album, Gavin? Hey, hey, good, hey Gavin. Hey, Gavin. What's the album? Hey. Oh, the gunners, mate. That's the top of the discussion. Gunners. <laughs> Welcome to the gym. There it is. That is one of the all-time greats as well. It doesn't get any better than that. Did you go and see him in concert recently? No, I couldn't get there, mate. No, unfortunately. All right, missed well. Him, uh, missed him back in the day, too. Like you missed him, MG. Oh, hey, brother. I said I missed him back in the day years ago, like you. Yeah, no. Yeah, 93. I, I missed them. I was stuck in New Zealand uh, with a flight a flight strike and could, I didn't see, uh, the, didn't see Gunners at uh, Eastern Creek, one of the biggest disappointments oh, well, in my life. You snooze, you lose. That's what happens. <laughs> okay. uh, Tim's on the line. Tim, first album, mate. Hey, boys. Uh, when I first got enough money to buy my first thing, it was the comedy company. The comedy <laughs> company? <laughs> you bought the comedy company album? What's on the comedy yeah. company album? It was uh, Uncle Arthur, Cotton the Fruiter, uh, oh. Mole had a song. I was just there for comedy, mate. That was all. Rula, bula, tula, gula, agapi. That's it. <laughs> and then after that, I finally bought some music, and that was Fleetwood Mac, Tango in the Night. Uh, oh, 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 Fleetwood yeah. Mac, which is a kind of chick music, really, isn't it? Really. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look <laughs> out. Look no, at the girls not. going bonkers. It's not really for, for males. For, yes, it, it is. Everyone it loves Fleetwood. Are you kidding? The last show they did here in Sydney... It was really? very much a hey. 50-50 split. Don't do not shush uh, me, ever. <laughs> I'm with you, Kat. Rumours. Rumours is one of the best albums oh, I've ever made. One of the yeah. greatest I'm, breakup to, albums. Guys, Thank you, not, Tim. Not, I'm on your not, side. Not denying it's a, it's a good album, but oh. it does skew female, doesn't it? No, it doesn't. No, no, record executive. No, mate. No, mate. Hey, Tim. Hey, Tim. Pipe down. Don't you shush Tim either. Sam's on the line. Sam, first album, please. G'day, gentlemen and gentle ladies. How are we? Very good. Very good. That's good. So I would like to think I have pretty good taste in music, being a music teacher, you know. I teach all the greats. (laughs) And um, so I slogged my butt off in my first job to get my first album. And it was during the time of, you know, when all the greats were released. My yes. first album that I ever bought was Spice World by the Spice Girls. <laughs> <laughs> now, it's, you know, not 
I, I put it in the Fleetwood Mac category. Every boy, every girl. Mate, belongs in the Beatles category. It is. Well, I suppose it's quite an important album, isn't it? Was it the first all-girl band? Like, like, there was loads of boy bands, but it was the first probably oh, since so, yeah. Motown, don't you think? The first all-girl. Yeah, girl. They, were the, they were the female version of, um, you know, in sync and And, and you went and saw them direction. recently, Sam? I did. I've seen them live. Um, not them personally, but I've seen tribute bands. Not as good as the original. <laughs> well, that's commitment, Sam. That is absolute commitment to go and see <laughs> the Spice tribute. Girls tribute band. You know what they were called? Uh, we've moved on. Dan's on the line. Dan, uh, first album, mate. Mate, uh, an absolute Australian classic. Uh, it was mm. the Brown album by Martin Malloy. Okay. Oh, um, um, oh, the oh, very wow. first uh, comedy album from Martin Malloy called The Brown Album. Wow. Uh, I, I'll tell you a story for, about The Brown Album. I ran into a guy once. He said, I, look, you don't know me, but I just want to let you know I taught Eng- English to children in the Solomon Islands. And uh, there's a one island in particular where the only bit of spoken word English I had was the Brown Album. <laughs> and so I used it as a teaching tool. And if you ever want to go on a good holiday, if you go to this album, if you go to this island of the Solomon Islands, every child between the age of 8 and 14 can recite that album word for word. <laughs> and I thought, well, one day I will get round to that. Good on you, Dan. Uh, Jason's on the line. What was the album? Yeah. Morning, team. How are we? Jason. Album, please. Yeah. Guys, uh, I actually lived out in the bush, drove an hour and a half to Brashes to record store back in the 80s. Yep. And uh, picked up Benny Hill, mate, with old Ernie. Drove the fastest oh. milk cart in the West. <laughs> <laughs> Ernie, he drove the fastest milk cart in the West. <laughs> it was a good... It was a classic and it was a great ballad and one for the ages and it stood the test of time. I don't care what anyone says. He may have fallen out of vogue, but as a child, he gave me many great laughs. Oh, 100%. Thank, thank you, Benny Hill. Thank you, goodies. All right, Craig's on the line. Album, please, Craig. Morning, Mick, Mark, Cat and Tash. Love your work. Hello, Craigie. Great. What was the album? Um, showing my age here, Mick. Um, my first album was uh, Led Zeppelin's Physical Graffiti, oh. double album, Big Great first album that is. Yeah, yes. had, to hide it, had to hide it from my mum for about two years. She would have cried. Oh, that, yeah. is, that, is, that opening number you're playing right there, Cat, Cash is probably me. the yeah. best bit Cash of me. stadium music you'll ever hear. When yeah. that comes on in a stadium, you know it's showtime. Oh. Hold on, Craig. Absolutely. Macca, uh, first album, please. Good morning. How are you, yes. guys? Good, mate. First album. First album. album. First album was the Rude album. Rodney Doug Rude. Murray. No, oh, Doug Murray. Triple M. That's the one. Yeah. And what was, was it, about mate? 13. Wow. You're about thirteen, and uh, there it is. One of the one of Uncle the greats for the test of time. We salute Uncle you, Doug. Uncle Doug. Yes, built this yeah. radio station. So good on him. Uh, Phil's on the line. Phil, uh, album, please. Hey boys, it's Bill. Bill from Pitt Town, originally hello, from Blackett, hello. represents 2770. Hello, hello Billy. <laughs> G'day, boys. What's Girls, the album, mate? Uh, my album was Dynasty by Kiss, guys. Great album. <laughs> and <laughs> the greatest. <laughs> <laughs> Detroit. 
Rock City. Uh, do you know what? Was Beth on that album? I'm not sure. No. Beth, I hear you calling. Pat, can't come home right now. What a butcher. It's me and the boys are playing. And we just can't find the sand. All right, that's enough. So, yeah, we got to go. Our next guest who announced his arrival uh, with a flurry of uppercuts at the expense of Tony Harrison over the weekend. Let's take a listen. It's stopped and it's real. It is all real. The doubters have been destroyed. This is truly any doubters have been silenced with an emphatic victory over Tony Harrison in uh, Champagne style. Our next guest joins us now. It's a champion in waiting, Tim Zhu. How are you, buddy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ah, thanks for having me, boys. Hey, congratulations. Uh, I think it was best said in those final moments. If there was any doubt, and uh, for most Australians there was none, uh, but anyone overseas watching, I think you now have their full attention. Were you happy with the way it all unfolded? Yeah, the way the way it ended, um, like a like a victory like that, just to, to put that full stop into into it all. Uh, yeah, it was a good it was a good feeling. Timmy, there was an obvious look of intent in your eyes in this fight. There was something different about you that just looked like you were menacing. You were, you, you're sick of these Americans not knowing your name, and you said that after the fight. You're sick of them taking the piss out of you. Well, them uppercuts from hell that you put on Harrison's chin. Uh, hello, America. Wakey, wakey. Hand off, snakey. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. They've... Uh... There's been a bit of disrespect on that, on that term, so you know I just wanted to, yeah, just put put respect on the name because uh, I've worked hard to get there, and it was um it was it was it was a good feeling to to get that. Uh, it's I love watching you fight. I, I was lucky enough to see your dad fight on a number of occasions, and you 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 like him in that you never take a backward step, and there's never anywhere to hide in that ring it is relentless pressure it's like a shark attack is that the way you were taught to fight from from an er, from, from from an early age have you always done that uh, to, yeah to a certain extent um that's the top of uh boxing school that we grew up in um more like pressure uh not always aggression but pressure uh being always in the face uh so yeah i think uh that's my type of uh fight i don't like to take a backward step i I enjoy uh, the offense. Hey, you're looking well, was, forward. Sorry, you go. This yeah, was for the interim, um, obviously. Now that's for the undisputed against Charlo. Um, what's the time frame, Timmy? Do we know? Is there any anything being murmured about a, a, a possible fight against Charlo and where it might take place? Yeah, I think um, we're leaning towards July. Uh, it's all. It all really depends on him and his hand because uh, he's he's the one that broke his hand. So um, once he once he recovers from that and he's get He's able to get super uh, to get fight fit, and um, I think we can start talking. Um, I think uh, you'll have a hard time pinning him down. I think he would have seen that fight, and uh, he, he <laughs> won't himself. be in, in any hurry to do it. He's been making fun of you and your name uh, to the point where you did respond immediately after the fight with the following. I got one one sentence. What's my mother name? <laughs> <laughs> Now it's you good to see you've come out of your shell later. a bit there. <laughs> good to see it. 
Uh, are you looking forward to America? And is this, as MG said, when can we when can we lock this down? Oh, look, it really depends on him. Um, I think sometime July, but I am looking forward to America. You know, it's it's a funny country because um, you you conquer America and you've conquered the world. Um, it's, mm. a, it's a weird little country, you know. Even in Hollywood, in uh, in sports, it's it's just that that one country where all it takes is that country to conquer, and you're, you're taking over the world. So, yeah, well, just just watch out. They, there has been the odd dodgy decision from people travelling yeah. to that country. You'll have to stop it, is what I'm going to say. You'll have to put it uh, completely to bed. We love watching you fight. You you're a great Australian, and you represent us so well in the ring. And we've got a champion on our hands, boys. I want to thank you for your time today. And uh, and on behalf of a grateful nation, thank you for what you do. No, I appreciate that, and thank you to all of Australia. Yeah, no, we love you, we love you, brother. Go well, my man. On you, Tim. And from one champion to another, (laughs) in in what category I'm not sure, but he's a friend of the show, and we love it when he swings by. It's Adam Rosenbergs. Hello, morning, team. Rosie, always a pleasure to have you by. What do you? What do you? Well, I, I heard you talking about first albums yeah. before, and right. I'm, a, I'm a huge music fan. I love my music. Mine and was Skyhooks. MG's was... The Swing in Excess. The, the, the Swing. Tasha's was George Michael. What do you got? <laughs> well, I, I think it differs between what you have purchased and what your parents get you. So the first album I ever had was John Denver and the Muppets Christmas album. <laughs> Which I think explains why I really don't like Christmas okay, anymore. Yeah, and was right. kind of happy to see the demise of John Denver. I was like, John okay, Denver. I can't oh, come, come back. Yeah, <laughs> I wanted to listen to the Black Box recording. <laughs> oh, look at that. Look at that country road. <laughs> and the first one I bought. Like a night in a forest. <laughs> As he's plows into a tree. He tied into the aeroplane accident if he did. It was horrible. It's funny, funny. You don't hold it in quite the same regard as like a. Uh, the big bopper. No, <laughs> no, no. It, it doesn't Buddy Holly. A... You don't kind of, nah. It doesn't come up in the great fatal. I think because crack. it was his mistake, wasn't it? Didn't he? Have, well, he made he didn't it. Have he, enough it fuel. Own, he, he made the own plane. He's, he made it was a homemade plane. Okay, well that, that's a, <laughs> <laughs> there's a big issue there with your homemade plane. You get what you deserve if you die in a plane you've made. Hey, it's not a Birdman rally. <laughs> yeah, you're not jumping into the area, you dick. And uh, that's like saying it was Sonny Bono's fault because he skied into a train. Oh, Homemade skis, son. hopefully. Homemade skis. <laughs> Homemade skis. So the first album I bought, though, yes. was uh, Megadeth, Peace Sells, But Who's Buying? So, Megadeth. Kat, wow. you're, gonna play the, you're not playing any Megadeth? Mate, okay, I Triple M doesn't... seem to be devoid of Megadeth here. Okay, yeah, that's a shame. Why don't we have Megadeth on this high rotation? <laughs> it's a bit odd. A it was, we should point out, you are a thrash metal. I am a metalhead, yes. Yeah. But you know what was interesting was the uh, person that rang up before and said that they listened to the Spice Girls. That was their first album. Yes. And they haven't seen the Spice Girls, but they went and saw a Spice Girls <laughs> tribute band. Yes. Yeah, and I, it, uh, tribute bands fascinate me. They like, do. it must be what comes first. Is it the love of the music or the fact that you kind of look kind a of little look bit like, like the lead singer? Because <laughs> I always wonder, did the drummer in a Nirvana tribute band always think that he could be the singer in the Food Fighters <laughs> tribute band? <laughs> like, does it ever get to that level where, like, oh, I could be better? I'm bigger than this. Who knows? And you wanted to talk about uh, Dom Perrottet yeah. and a policy... He's just introduced. Yes. Uh, so I've always wanted to. Um, I know you can change your name by deed poll, but I just wanted to know if you can change your age 
by deed poll. Well, why is that? Well, because Don Perrottet, now let me give a head around this, and Tash, you might be able to help me out. He has introduced a new policy where every kid who's born gets 400 bucks once a year until they're 18 from the government. Is what? that right? Oh. Yeah, this it's, is a, a last, as you know, MG, a last uh, ditch attempt to try and woo some voters because it's kind it's got of... got me. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, you know, because I sell it. Well, no, I, I don't because I like being happy, but... Um, <laughs> But I like selling stuff to school kids, so it's just it's good to have this cash cash coming in. He's got seven kids. He's got seven kids. I know it's money making. Well, What's yeah. the policy? What's the policy? So, so basically, with their official campaign launch on the weekend, Dom Perrottet said that parents can actually contribute a certain amount of money into their bank account, and the the New South Wales government will match that it payment. It. But the bottom line is right now, with the cost of living crisis, no mm. one's got that money to put in their kid's bank account. Exactly. And a, a red flag for me, they'll be the same as super. They'll change the rules. I get it. So 400 bucks a year, every year until you're 18. Aren't you spending money on people who can't vote? <laughs> you can exactly. vote your 18. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's playing the long game. <laughs> But also, why doesn't he match it when I'm, like, betting on the animated greyhounds? Like, for me, I'll vote for that. If I put 400 on the nose and he backs me up on it. I would have thought the that was the great. And MG, you point it, rightly point out, he's got seven kids. Yeah, yeah so he's, he's doing really he's well. A multi. And he had about 200 of them behind him when he launched the policy. He, was, he, was, he knew where the money was coming. Well, they were going to be clapping, weren't they? They were. He knew indeed. They were. But speaking of kids, I heard you talk about this a few weeks ago on the show, uh, school excursions. Oh, we did, yeah, because the kids today, they're, they're off to the Maldives. I know kids are off to the Maldives to study yeah, turtles. Hawaii. Well, they go, I mean, me, in my day, I went to a hot coil mill. <laughs> At Lysart's. I, mean, I nearly got my face burned off. I came out with, <laughs> with soot all over my face. You look like a chimney sweep. I look like, like a chimney sweep. I mean, there, there are those kids that went to the Roar and Snore. That didn't work out the, the as well. The Roar and Snore, not, not great. Uh, a lot of people went to, like, sewage farms. Yeah. Well, we went to one. So we went down to Victoria for our holiday. I can't even remember where we were. Maybe at the foothills of the Alps in Victoria. Yeah. And we were in a place called Bright, which is in the country, yeah. And we went to a tobacco farm. What? Oh. How old were you? We were in grade five, and we went and saw how tobacco was made. Did they make you pick it? Did you? I don't remember picking it, but I think we got some chop choppers some, uh, to take home with it. <laughs> but the equivalent today, the equivalent today would be like sending your kids to a meth lab. Well, do you know what? Put a white coat on, and you, <laughs> might, learn a bit. And you might learn something. All right. And Adam Rosenbach's Rosie has hung about. Because uh, we're going to take your calls. In relation to this story, uh, cricket star, South African, Keshjev Maharaj, her faces a lengthy period out after suffering a freak extra, uh, injury during uh, South Africa's game against the West Indies. Uh, he was celebrating a, a wicket. And not even the wicket. It was after a DRS. So he mm. saw the, the out came up on the screen and he went to take off and ruptured his Achilles. <laughs> ruptured his Achilles. He's, he's a spin bowler too. Like is, <laughs> so he can still play is what you're saying. He can just yeah, bowl exactly. from the crease. Exactly. So I got us thinking, what mm. is uh, the freak accident? It doesn't have to be sport that you've been involved in. I'll give you a couple straight off the bat. Um, a friend of mine... Uh, Put his shoulder out, just cut his shoulder, uh, drying himself with a towel. <laughs> See, he had the towel behind his back and uh, put it out, and he's gone. Girlfriend of mine turned up with a black eye, and I immediately got hey, in hey, attention hey. mode and went, what the hell? What's going on with you? She goes, no, relax. I 
boys popping a champagne bottle on the cork <laughs> me in the eye. <laughs> Which, if you know her, is a very typical accident yeah. for that particular girl. <laughs> MG, have you had a freak accident in your time? Well, well when I was younger, I, I, the first thing that came to my mind when you said that was um, we used to have an above-ground pool in Mount Druitt, where I lived, and yep. uh, we used to get, get into, into the pool via a milk crate. And this one day I was about seven, seven or eight years of age. I'm up on the milk crate, about to get into the pool, and the milk crate slipped from under my foot. And of course it did. One, of my, one of my testicles went up around my belly button. <laughs> so I had to get rushed to the poly, I get rushed to the poly clinic. I'm eight years of age, and I've got a nurse trying to put my testicle back where it should be. Oh. And I had to go. All good? Yeah, it's, I'm, I'm back. I went back for a second opinion. <laughs> Your voice is sounding okay, though. Yeah, it's do, not bad, mate. Do. Thanks a lot. It's, it's getting better. Cat, uh, I'm going to ask you a freak accident. Uh, I did my back clipping my toenails over the toilet. <laughs> what? I'm not yeah. even joking. It was, and I was paralysed. What? <laughs> uh, it was honestly, it was awful. How I, many years ago? It was only two years Last ago. Week. <laughs> two years ago. Clipping your toenails. Landing in the bathtub, were they? <laughs> right in the toilet bowl. Oh. Right in the toilet Oh, wow. It's your one-stop shop. Uh, <laughs> Natasha Belling, uh, freak accident. This might take a bit of time, this story. Are you okay oh, oh. with that? Yeah. Well, <laughs> we'll see. You've got 20 seconds, darling. As long as it's entertaining. <laughs> Get, so the or- hey, was- get the orchestra ready, Kat. Oh, yeah, ready yeah. The stage. Oscars orchestra. So yeah. I was on holidays. I had a Mai Tai. I went to dive into the pool and I wear glasses and I didn't have my glasses on. Missed the pool and twisted my ankle and pulled three ligaments in my ankle and I was getting dental work done. So I had a plastic... Uh, I guess uh, mouth guard, <laughs> hang on, in my mouth, <laughs> and I didn't have a front tooth. It was a fake front tooth, and I lost my front tooth in the pool. <laughs> what what is going on? How many Mai Tais, you say? One. So then no. my poor <clears throat> husband Higher. had to Higher. look in the kid's goggles for my tooth in the pool, and he found it. <laughs> okay. Before you mentioned your husband, I thought you must have been about eight. <laughs> no, this on was, the this oh, was yeah, two years ago, so ties. I had to get on the plane with no front tooth and drag my foot, and I looked like the hangover. Well done. You well get done, the Josh. idea, 13353, uh, your freak injury, sport or otherwise, give us a call. Yeah, oh, one for the ladies, according to Nick, with Fleetwood Mac. Oh, I love oh, uh, we're talking about freak accidents. A cricketer in South Africa, a spin bowler, <laughs> hey, listen, Adam Rosenbachs is still with us, has uh, had a freak accident celebrating a wicket. Now, what I liked about Tasha's story is she said she lost a tooth. And you know what I would love to see is a newsreader on the news <laughs> reading it without a tooth. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. then you're like, all right, I'm in here. What's the story about? I'm sure there's parts of Southern America where they probably have <laughs> <laughs> toothless news. <laughs> Uh, all right, well, uh, let's get into it. And uh, what about you? Have you had a freak? Uh, I had a really dodgy shoulder, and not unlike your friend, was reaching back over my head to turn the lamp out in bed, and it came oh. out, <laughs> and didn't go back in. So it was like laying there for like twenty-five minutes. All right, you wasn't are, good sleep. Yeah, and did you have to tell that to the doctor? Or you go, whoa, how'd you do this? Yeah, oh, turning off a light. Yeah, I, that's why I got a clapper. <laughs> uh, Troy's on the line. Troy, uh, freak accident, please. Morning, team. How are we all? Hello, yeah, Troy. Good. What was so it? I was out the, out the back. Uh, we had a tree that was growing over where we we're going to put our 
garden shed. So yeah. in our wisdom, we thought we'll cut this down. So I got the ladder up. I'm against the fence, everything else like that. We had it roped off. <laughs> well, as I've gone to cut it, uh, the rope's moved. The branches come down on the ladder. I fell from about the third rung up, straight on top of the Colourbon fence, and smashed two ribs. Oh, oh, it sounds oh, like a Three Stooges sketch. <laughs> well done, Troy. I like it. Nico's on the line. And, Nico, what happened to you? Uh, g'day. Uh, so, Christmas 2021, uh, thought we'd set up a slip and slide for the kids. Oh, Yo, you, know, you know where I'm going with this. And, uh, yeah. and, I, and I, I thought better of the surfing manoeuvre, thought I might break my back. So, did the big dive. On impact, oh, heard the crack, felt the crack, oh. three broken ribs, after Christmas lunch. And then, then, of course, the whole day's over and the kids can't use it because oh. Dad's been well, carted well, off the hospital. It, 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 it was the gift that kept giving till about March. Oh, well done, Nico. <laughs> well done, Nico. Scotty's on the line. Scotty, what happened to you? G'day, champions. How are you? Good, Hello, Scotty. Scotty. Um, back in the day, uh, I was about eight or nine, roughly, and uh, there was a bloke called Evil Knievel, and uh, oh, he, rode, wow. he rode his motorbike uh, over the Grand, Can- Grand Canyon. Anyway, yeah. I thought to myself, well, geez, <laughs> if Evil Knievel can ride his motorbike over the Grand Canyon, I can ride my scooter off the back porch, which was about a <laughs> metre and a half drop. <laughs> ne- needless to say, where I landed... Uh, in between my legs, the Jets crackers weren't too uh, healthy for the rest of the three days. <laughs> yeah, Scotty, Mum and Dad, I've hurt myself. Yeah. <laughs> evil, good evil. Hi, good on you, Scotty. Uh, Matt's on the line. Matt, uh, hey guys, wow. You yeah, Hi, good. Matty. This sounds a bit dangerous. What, what happened to you? Uh, well, when I was a kid, I, um, I was around at a mate's place, and we were um, probably about seven or eight years of old, Asian digging in the dirt as you did and matchbox cars and things like that. And he had a hammer and he was hammering down the, the dirt and he, um, and he said, Hey Matt, Matt, have a look at this. And I leaned over his shoulder and I just felt this big thump in my forehead. And oh. I realized he'd taken a swing with the hammer and he'd hooked it in my head. And oh I said, my oh. Like, the, like the claw bit of the hammer. The claw bit of the hammer's oh. in my forehead oh. Oh. and I stand up. <laughs> And I pull it out of my head and I look at him and I say, am I bleeding? And he just ran off screaming. <laughs> oh, I just... love it. One of the great stories. Hey, Vicky, well, Vicky, tell us what happened to you, please. Morning, morning guys. Um, yeah, simple job of putting some towels away in the cupboard. And yeah. uh, I have some acrylic nails. And as I put the towels in, my um, index finger hit the top of the cupboard, oh. a shelf on there, and it completely ripped my nail from the root. Oh, yeah. 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 It was not a good sight. So, you win. Yeah. You win. Uh, I think we've got a winner. We've all done well, but there's a great freak accident. Tick-tack, tick-tack. Checking the latest online. It's Mick Talk. That's right. That's what I do. I scour all the platforms, including uh, Hinge. <laughs> it's dating, mate. Is, that, is it? It's is dating, it? yep. I'm is on that it. Not a, is that not a platform? Yeah. Oh, you're yeah. on it. I'm on, on it. it. <laughs> so, unless you got what's it Hinge? From... What's, what's Hinge? Hinge is a dating, it's basically yeah, but like what's, an Why adult... is it different from... It was Tinder. A, well, because Tinder's for the younger people who are looking to get laid. Hinge is for the more serious lady <laughs> looking for a life partner. What about Unhinged? 
What about unhinged? It's unhinged, yeah. I would have thought you were somewhere between those two poles. Yeah, probably. I would have thought you was a bumble girl. What happens on bumble? No, that because then we have to speak first. I like to be addressed. And I like to oh, respond. Wow. Sternly. Oh. Yep. I've got an edu- oh. education there. <laughs> wow. Oh, so what else is happening? What are the other ones? Um, there's, Grinder. Uh, Grinder is for the gay community. Yep. Um, yep. So, yes, that's I'm not on that. Um, what about Marketplace? Marketplace? You what's don't know what's coming to your Facebook. house at Marketplace. <laughs> <laughs> what's that? Marketplace? What about Facebook where you sell secondhand goods? Oh. What, about, what about Gumtree? <laughs> I've hired a stripper off Gumtree before and what? I got more than I bargained for. He brought his own inflatable pool and oil. <laughs> wow. Okay. Can you Natasha I'm glad Natasha Billy's joined us for this conversation, by the way. Hang on a second, say it again. So you've hired a stripper off Gumtree. Yeah. Yeah. And yep. what happened? He's rocked up, so we just wanted a cheap one for a hen's night. He's rocked up with his own inflatable pool and filled it with um, jelly, with vegetable oil, and just a big <sighs> like all in the pool and rolled around in it. Got completely nude, and everyone was so put off. Then we had to ask him to leave and turn off his ghetto blaster and send him back to his car. <laughs> was it vegetable oil or olive oil? <laughs> What was he saying? Do you know what? Can you dance like the crew? Can you do what we do? He thought it was Wild Boys Afloat. Oh, wow. Vegetable. Did you throw some chips in? Yeah. <laughs> get him to get out of the pool. Now, we went, we had a Bucks party once, and oh, let's just God. say someone hadn't overspent on the strippers. And <laughs> again, there was a bathing pool, and I don't know what what it was, but let's just say there was a bit of hail damage out the back. <laughs> let's just say that. Let's just say it. Nick, <laughs> we've had some wild storms rip through Sydney recently. <laughs> well, these 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 were hailstones the size of golf balls. I've seen those before. Those storms oh, can get nasty. Well, let me just uh, sometimes referred to as the old cottage cheese. Yeah. What are we, we going to talk about? Says oh. George Clooney. Hey, I'll have you know. What do you look at me for when you not, say that? Not only am I good looking, I go off like a firecracker in the sack. I am the one stop shop. Are you? It's on your CV. It is on my CV. Oh. Yeah, I'll, gi- I'll give you my card. Yoink. Don't call after three. <laughs> I don't think we need to get him. No, talk to <laughs> I think we're done. Leave it here. I think we're done. Was that fair? Air? We'll, do, we'll do that later. Oh yeah, let's do that later in the show. Oh, yeah. By the way, Natasha Belling did that whole spot in a kiddie's pool. <laughs> With floaties, because I'm always swim safe and sunscreen. Good girl. Now get get in the headmaster's office. And uh, tomorrow on the show, Dave O'Neill, of course, and a great show today. So many highlights. Uh, I loved our Oscars chat, and you guys laid into Hugh Grant, and then MG revealed. I think if I have one highlight, it's this question you were asked in New Zealand prior to a charity boxing fight by uh, someone on the red carpet. Well, we're very excited to see you out there. I don't know if the Aussies are going to win, but um, a lot of women have been wanting to know, do you have a big knob? <laughs> big enough. Big enough. That's my guy, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go. Unbelievable. That is unbelievable. I was actually standing in the... I was about to walk out into the ring and it was 
the last chat before you get in. So I'm sitting there with boxing gloves on and boxing shorts and no shirt on everything. Like ready to, and so the last thing I thought would have come out of someone's mouth was that question. Well, it did. And if you'd like to see it, can you go to our socials? Can we whack that on the socials? Yeah, can Tones we whack that on the socials? It. Yeah, yes, that will be uh, big. Tone will get that up and running. You want to have a good look at that? Um, we're done and dusted for another day. Thank you, uh, Toyota Forklifts, once again. Above and beyond the call. Great to have you on board. You superstars. See you tomorrow. Bye. Bye bye. Nick Malloy, MG in the morning. Get the Toyota Forklift Advantage. Visit toyotamaterialhandling.com.au.